Hello, and welcome to the LYF podcast. This podcast is provided to you by the Love Yourself Foundation, which is an organization here spreading the message of love and more specifically self-love and the powerful ripple effect that has not only in building a better relationship with yourself, but also with your community and with our beautiful planet. We're here to tell you that we're all one. All living beings are connected to each other, to the universe. So we're going to be talking about important topics like mental health, environmental issues, and tying it all back into the self and ways that you can not only empower your relationship with yourself, but also empower your relationship with your community and with our beautiful planet. So if you like what you hear, please hit subscribe. You can check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at the LY Foundation. You can also check out our website at the lyfoundation.org. And we have a very special new addition to what we're doing. We now have a membership program called the Lifeline Membership Program, which offers support calls, group support calls, free admission to our events, workshops, specialized merch. So we also have special discounts going for students, teachers, frontline workers. So if you want to hear more about this, please go to our website at the LY Foundation slash membership for more info. Thanks for tuning in. Hey everyone, welcome to the LYF podcast. Monica here, and I'm super excited um, because today I'm not alone, <laughs> and I am here joined by a musician that's not based in Vegas. You know, our, our first time featuring a, mus- a musician outside of the Las Vegas community. I'm super excited because it shows that our our reach is surpassing the Las Vegas parameters. So it's really cool. So I have Aspen Ananda. She, all all the music I've been able to hear from her. It's so beautiful as you, she has such a soulful voice, very sweet demeanor. And I'm just excited to get to know her more. And so hello, Aspen. Hello. This is so exciting. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Again, I appreciate your willingness to to partake in a conversation with me. So my gosh, of course. (laughs) So my go-to question when I have folks on here is what is it that you love about yourself and how has that quality helped you in your life? Oh my gosh. I think I really fell in love with performing at a very young age and I think it helped me gain a lot of confidence. So obviously in like that kind of confidence really fluctuates. But there's something that I think I've always had a really strong belief in myself and especially performing at a really young age and finding that so early on, it's given me like a really strong sense of purpose. So I feel like I've always had confidence in the direction that I'm heading and have never really doubted that, which is, I don't know, really beautiful. Yeah, no, that's that's so wonderful to to carry that energy into adulthood too, because we need that. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so tell us a little bit more about where you're based and then how did it start for you? The, just to continue moving on your musical path and, and your artistry. Yeah. So I'm based just North of Atlanta, Georgia. And I started playing guitar when I was nine years old. I mean, my grandma tried to teach me piano really early on and I hated that but I think as soon as I found guitar like all of the puzzle pieces started fitting together so started writing songs that same year I opened up for one of my dad's friends at like a local bar that same year and kind of never stopped like 
I think I knew I loved being on stage because I did so much musical theater when I was like in kindergarten and all of elementary school. So I've always gravitated towards performing in front of people. Like that's been a number one for sure. And then, yeah, after I showed interest in performing music out, my mom kind of became my momager and would book like <laughs> open mics and like small festival gigs. And then that turned into the the paying restaurant like three hour gig which i did mm -hmm. all through high school and all through college and i just graduated from the university of georgia with a music business degree awesome <sighs> thanks Congrats. and it's like my thanks it's like my first time pursuing music full time without school also happening so that's been really exciting that's awesome that must feel liberating it does yeah. feel liberating i feel like i've been like like I said a little bit earlier, like heading in the same direction the whole time, but now it just feels very legitimate and very mm -hmm. purposeful versus, I mean, school just kind of keeping a little safety blanket underneath me the mm -hmm. whole time. Now mm -hmm. I feel like I've been thrown out into the water and into the yeah. world. Yeah. And it, it's a scary feeling that transition, you know, no matter what you're studying, right? But going from college to the quote unquote, real world, you know, it's like, you don't really know where to begin. But I think you are set up so well, because you already you have your passion locked in. And, yeah. and that's the thing to always cultivate, nourish, and just to never let go. Yeah, I think leaning into the things that make you feel safe, and leaning into the things that like make your body feel good is kind of what you should gravitate towards mm -hmm. more and more. And like, realizing those things and not losing sight of them even if you know life is happening all of the time yeah but always recentering back to the things that yeah make your body and mind feel better at mm -hmm. the end of the day absolutely and and what I, I love that you were able to bridge uh business with music because a lot of times at least what I've observed sometimes you know artists might not have right the business knowledge to go with their pursuit of their artistic career and it, and it is important right because more likely than not you're going to be your own boss probably and being you know you're an entrepreneur essentially so what yeah what are some things that you've learned and that you're you're actually grateful that you know you went through college and what are some like maybe nuggets of wisdom for folks that that maybe they're thinking about studying too, or maybe college isn't their thing, but just something to help folks that maybe are trying to do something similar and I just don't know where to begin or or how to set themselves up, entrepreneurial speaking. Yeah, I think college was helpful for me just to force me to get out of my bubble, but still in an atmosphere that I cared about. So I didn't really know anything about music production or being able to like record bands, but that was an entire class. And also publishing, which is such a difficult thing to kind of understand in the music industry, but it's also where a lot of the money <laughs> comes from. Mm -hmm. So being able to take a course and knowing that I wasn't gonna have to teach myself just by Googling things and making a lot of mistakes, like that definitely, gave me a bit of comfort knowing I was having someone that knew all about it guide me in the right direction. Mm -hmm. But I think even if college isn't your thing, it's, yeah, really important to get out of your own comfort zone. And knowing that, like, someone that I, my mom always says every day is a school day. Yeah. So just always learning, not feeling too comfortable in one space, you know, trying to spread yourself to understand all of the aspects, not just necessarily 
the thing that makes you feel comfortable or the thing that comes natural to you. But there's so many like dynamic parts of being an entrepreneur. So trying to learn more and more about all of the industry instead of just what you might be good at. Absolutely. And it, it's always in those spots where we're uncomfortable that we learn the most, even though we yeah, may not like definitely. to be in there. So tell us a little bit, you know, as we reflect this past year, right, with the pandemic, and now it looks like hopefully we're emerging from it. But tell us like, how was that time for you? And what did that mean for your for your artistic abilities, your music career? What happened? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I mean, I had been doing like two to three restaurant gigs every single weekend, like Mm. all through college. Um, So yeah, I think the pandemic was during my junior year, would have been the spring. And it definitely cut off live music for a little bit, Mm. you know, like moving back home in March and then not having any shows for March, April. I mean, I'm from Georgia, so they're a bit lenient on when (laughs) things started opening back up but I was surprised actually by how many restaurants especially with like outdoor spaces brought musicians back in May as soon as they were able to reopen like Mm -hmm. I was really surprised by how much community really showed up for musicians because I feel like it's kind of a group of people that might get pushed to the background for a bit but in February before everything shut down I was contemplating recording two songs and putting them out. And I had slowly started that recording process. Um, I was gonna put out two songs, Gold and Success. And then once the world shut down and I had some more time to write and plan and figure out kind of what I wanted my next year to look like, that's when I decided to do more, like a full six song EP. So yeah, recorded the EP with like three friends at one of my friend's house who's like a really great producer in Athens, Georgia. And we recorded the whole thing over quarantine. And then I was able to start putting that out in January. And I don't think I would have pushed myself to create the larger project if I didn't have kind of more time on my hands, you know, space to really think through what I wanted instead of just jumping to the next thing and thinking that it was good enough and putting out the songs and then moving on. Yeah, it gave me a lot of time and space. But obviously, it's been rough with all of the I don't know, the cooler shows being closed, like all the music venues being closed and like songwriter showcases where I feel like I really shine in those kind of settings, all of that being on hold for a bit. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, you know, it seemed a lot of things seem to be coming back in the fall. So that's something to look forward to. Most definitely. But I love what you said too, like the, how the the time that you had free up space for you. And it's so true. I think that, you know, of course, everyone's level of suffering, it's different for everybody of what people went through this past year. But if you were given that opportunity, right, to really hone in on what you love, I think it, it was, it's a very big positive. And um, I'm actually right now listening to the audiobook of Jay Shetty's Think Like a Monk. And he just had just said that how, you know, you might get let go of a job. And sure, and one from one mind from one perspective, like you're losing out on on that money. But from another perspective, you're gaining time, which is another form of wealth. And I think the more that we can see opportunity, no matter what happens, right, no matter what the circumstance is, the better I think it sets us up for our future. 
Most definitely. Yeah, I definitely was in a wildly privileged like space once everything hit. I mean, I had a family to move in with and was only 21 at the time, like just being able to be home and be supported by people and not lose anybody really close to me. And yeah, in a really privileged space for that. Yeah. yeah. So I think, yeah, exactly what you said with it just giving time and space to let ideas develop and letting your body figure out what you actually want and what direction you want to move in and what choices you want to take I think we get really wrapped up in like every day moving a specific way and just taking the first thing that kind of comes but then when we have more time to think about what we actually want we might move in an entirely different direction absolutely and as artists too I find that you know artists give so much of themselves all the time. So I think it's, you thank God for art because what would what would we do without it, right? And especially in times of such darkness, which last year was, you know, and for some continues to be, but just cultivating that is so important. So just, I always, when I have artists on here to chat with, I always tell you guys, thank you, you know, for everything that you do because, um, you are constantly showing your heart to the world and, you know, being so vulnerable and it gives permission for people to do the same. Oh my gosh. Thank you. <laughs> it always, it's so crazy to me. I've, since I've always wanted to be a musician, just the concept of not being a musician and still wildly loving music, which is like a very universal feeling, but it just feels so incredible to have people listening on the other side you know like artists make music for themselves but I think a lot of the magic actually happens when other people are interpreting it and taking it into their own hands and it's so much bigger than just the one person that creates it so yeah it's a wonderful thing to hear absolutely yeah of course and I mean <laughs> I mean look at right what you were what we were saying earlier like the lack of live shows and just that whole dynamic, right, of the audience being there with the artist and the ma- the the magic, like each needs each other, right? Mm. And it's such a it's a really beautiful relationship. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> so to chat a little bit further, obviously, you know, LIF, we're always we're here to, you know, help people in their self love journey, whatever that might look like. And that looks different for everyone, whether it's seeking mental health resources, or trying to figure out new aspects of who you are, whatever, whatever it is. But for you, particularly, what have, are there any moments in your life where that have been pivotal in creating your your journey or where you thought, you know what, my well being is so it, it needs to be okay in order for me to do the things that I love. So any any catalyst moment for you that you you'd like to share with us? Yeah, I I have one song it shows that's kind of about this and I never know. I try to read a room and figure out how many details to share, you know, cuz it really depends on the audience of who's listening and who's not, but I've always been like a really optimistic and positive person and I've always also been an advocate for therapy but didn't know what I would need it for even though I knew logically that like we all need it so intensely for all of the things that we can't process on our own but I was like I'll just wait until I feel like I need it and then I'll go yeah 2020 was weird I was 
dating somebody in June that I had been with for how much of a story do I want to tell? We'd been dating for a year and then really randomly he was diagnosed with a rare brain infection. So basically lost all of his memories from like the last four to six years. So I kind of became oh. like um, a caregiver. I spent a lot of my summer like driving to be with his family and being with him. And I had never really been in a position like that before being a caregiver. I don't think it... I'm not like the most nurturing person in my friend group, you know, there's always like a mom in the friend group that takes yeah. care of everyone and it's never me. So I, I don't think I knew how to balance my needs mm -hmm. while also trying to take care of somebody that I felt needed so much more. And then I went back to school in August and it all just kind of, I felt like was falling apart. So we broke up in late September, October. And I think that was a moment once it was over, I was like, I think I need some help, <laughs> you know, like processing things that have happened and like why I've acted certain ways. I think I was, it was a breaking point for me to figure out all of the things that I had been and all the things that I had done in the past and finally wanting to seek help to figure out how to move forward and how to be a whole person and not feel this like big weight of guilt. Like I, I just wanted to save him basically and I think my therapist just always said that like he existed before you and he will exist after you like there is happiness before and there is happiness after for like both people and I think it was really beautiful something like that it sounds so weird it was really beautiful something like that happening and being able to release all of my control over my life and finally reach out to somebody else to listen to me and help me through something because I love being in control. I didn't even know that anxiety could look different ways until talking to a therapist. Like, I would just talk and I was like, yeah, I don't have anxiety because I don't really get anxious. And she was like, but you try to control all of the things in your life. And I'm like, is that, sorry, is that anxiety? I don't think I, that doesn't ring a bell. So it was really eye-opening and I feel like I've healed so much since it's all happened that I feel like a different person kind of. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that and um, yeah, for being vulnerable on here. And but as yeah, you know, want to say good for you and the aspect of knowing when you needed help and and that you weren't shy to ask for help because I think a lot of times that where that's where it stumps people a little bit. They're just mm. uh, have a hard time asking for help and kind of going over that, getting through that hurdle is almost like half the battle, right? To to get to the help. Yeah, I think our pride really just gets in the way and wanting to be able to fix ourselves on our own. Like we think that we should be able to, when in reality, that's just not how human beings work. Like we need so much more than just ourselves. And I know that so many people have gone through different stages of grief for different reasons over the past year. And yeah, I think that therapy, if it's a viable option and a financially able option for you is such a beautiful step to take yeah absolutely and, and it's just interesting how I think a lot of times and I might be biased because I'm a woman but you know a lot of times women we kind of get into that caregiving role and it's almost kind of ingrained in us right to take care 
of everybody and some it's very common that we lose sight of ourselves and and then that then erupts into all a plethora of of problems but waking up to it and knowing that it's okay that you've done that and it was part of your story and now you know better and now you know how to take better care of yourself and now you know what red flags to to see you when maybe you are overextending too much right and yes mm-hmm and yeah, I've been, most definitely. And I've been guilty of that in my life as well. So I've also been on that path of relearning how to make sure I'm okay so I can continue to give. So, yeah, thank you for sharing because what you said, my situation was different but similar, right? Same, same, di- but different. <laughs> and just, Yeah, I feel like mm-hmm. – go- sorry. Oh, no, Going go through something really big I think then later helps you – like you can see – how you were at your lowest moment and you can see when it's like slowly starting to creep back in and like paying attention to your mood and Mm -hmm. how you're feeling throughout a day and you're like I think this feels a little familiar like and I know how to fix this instead of having to fall into the deep end and then swim your way out which is most people's like original experience Mm -hmm. yeah and good for you you know for learning this in your early 20s right (laughs) (laughs) thanks i'm sure there will be other things (laughs) yeah but this is great though i think that's such a good it it really gives you a good foundation as you proceed through your life and especially now as a newly as a new college grad (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) so tell us let's chat a little bit more about your process of creating what do you draw inspiration from usually and how does how does it look like for you when you're you're like okay time to write or tell us a little bit yeah i think when i first started writing obviously i was very young so all the songs were terrible but <laughs> i thought that i needed like a specific kind of setting like i thought that that was very normal and i think for some people it is for sure but i thought that i needed either like mood lighting or i could only write like in the middle of the night or really early in the morning and Like, these candles had to be lit. Like, I thought I had to create an atmosphere. But I feel like the more that I've dove into the business and, like, the industry side of it, I want to be the type of writer that can write at any moment. And it doesn't matter what it looks like, you Mm -hmm, know? mm -hmm. So a lot of the times it's me singing to myself in the car and voice memoing things to come back to later with my guitar. Or anything that I can pull, like, from a conversation or from journaling about myself and then I write something and I'm like I think that might be something Mm -hmm. like I feel like a lot of the times when I'm journaling I don't even realize kind of what I'm feeling until I see it down on the paper Mm -hmm. so a lot of the times it's that but I do love just like sitting somewhere with my guitar and just starting from beginning to end of a song I normally write several songs at one time because I like to let songs breathe a little bit And it's so, I love hearing how people write songs because everybody is so different, but I like starting right at the first verse, right at the beginning of the song, and then if I write a really great first verse, but the chorus isn't coming to me, but I know that I don't just want to write like a bullshit chorus as like a filler, you know, I'll just kind of set it to the side, start a different song, and I know that when I come back to it, something better will probably come out of my mouth and something beautiful will be created, just not right in that moment, so... Yeah, several songs at one time normally 
what's the next thing? That's cool. And I love how you said that you like to give signs and to breathe. That's so yeah. That's so beautiful. Just earlier, I was chatting with a friend, and he was just saying how you know everything we create is really us, right? It's just an extension of who we are, and so just yeah, it meshed really well with what you just shared, and because it's true, it's part of you, and you are a living being, and it makes sense that your you know your song needs some time to breathe <laughs> into yeah. existence. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't think that anything needs to be rushed, and it's mm-hmm. such I can't remember I can't remember what book I read this in. Probably I think it's Big Magic is what I read this in, but just the idea that there are all these little like creative beings kind of floating around looking for the correct vessel to come into the world Mm -hmm, in mm -hmm. you know and I don't think there's any rush in creating something as long as you're still like giving your attention and showing it love like it'll come at the right time and in the right way as long as you're not just trying to get through it to move on with your day you know absolutely I know and that that big big piece of no rush of not needing the rush and I think that's something that we can all kind of fall into sometimes of like, oh, I'm not there yet, or oh, they're doing that, should I be doing that? And the comparison right. game. The comparison <laughs> game. Oh my gosh, <laughs> so strong in the musician community. Mm-hmm. So, so I love that you said that. And so now to talk a little bit, do you have any self-care practices that you do? Do you have a spiritual practice that you follow? What helps you stay grounded in moments yeah. of chaos? <laughs> I think I've always been really into journaling. So I probably started journaling at the very beginning of high school. And I find myself reading through past journals and kind of seeing where I was to where I am now. Because I think we get very like tunnel vision on the moment that we're in. And I think it can be really helpful to see all of the things that you've wanted for your life and writing them down in a moment so that you can look back later and then realize like what you've accomplished because we don't recognize it. We're always like moving on to the next thing. And it's been really helpful for me to see all of my feelings written down on paper and know that the worst feelings that I was feeling in that moment are not things that have stuck around. And the really beautiful things are the things that have carried me forward. And so I think journaling is probably my number one. I have a thousand crystals in my room. Not that I (laughs) know what all of them mean, (laughs) but I'm slowly trying to dive into, yeah, crystals. And I really love astrology. I find a lot of peace in that for sure. So kind of following the moon cycles and making wishes on the new moon i released all of my past singles with like the moon cycle so every single came out on a new moon because i feel like it could be a great time to like plant seeds and start intentions and create something like Mm -hmm. put something out into the world so yeah those are probably my my big things that makes me feel like myself and kind of bring me back to my body and Mm -hmm. trust me in the moment and I love that you keep uh, you keep referencing that feeling of coming back into your body <laughs> and, and seeing what feels good because it's such so a true. yoga term. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it's true, right? Like a lot of times, our body is always talking to us, uh, and it's always sig- signaling to us when something doesn't feel right, or you know, a certain energy that we might feel when we're around somebody. Maybe it's positive. Maybe it doesn't feel so good. So it is. It's great to to tune in and to really see how how you feel yeah we get so stuck in our minds I think and like 
TikToks are so great because sometimes they can tell you what you want. But I think there's something about like gut instinct that a lot of us start losing with age because I feel like kids have it so well. Like they really listen to their gut. So it's a great thing to try to yeah, get back into routine mm-hmm. with like checking in and seeing how you're sitting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. And I you know, the power of intuition. I th- I would say for me now it's probably been especially these past four years, um, leaning into that more, even with decisions. And it's so interesting because the more you do that, I find that your intuition certainly gets stronger. So what would you tell to folks that, you know, maybe this is really new to them or maybe they're really curious, like, how, mm-hmm. do, I, how do I start? Like, how do I start listening to my intuition? What does that look like? Or how did that look like for you when you first began? Yeah, it's so tricky, right? Because I feel like trying to differentiate between your gut and your instincts and all of the noises that are happening in your brain can be very difficult to figure out which one is which. I think moving your body is really helpful, whether that's like vigorous or like sun salutation yoga. I think, yeah, spending like five minutes before you want to make a decision, moving your body and just kind of tell your body like, hey, I'm here, I see you, I feel you, we're connected, you know? I also need to meditate more. I'm such a a hard one on myself for that, but I think meditation is really helpful to just sit with yourself for five to ten minutes, and I think that clears your mind really well and yeah, if you sit in meditation and it starts to get rid of all of the jumble in your head, then it's a lot easier to see what's left at the end, which is probably closer to what your intu- intuition is telling you. Absolutely. And it's, it, it, yeah, sometimes it feels that way, right? You're just like, I just need to clear the debris mm-hmm. just to see what's real. <laughs> You're like, everything's <laughs> in the way. <laughs> <laughs> so true. So... So now I'm I'm just a little I'm curious on if you can tell me a little bit more on the music scene out there in Georgia and I'm I love live music and I love festivals all that and I'm always curious just to see how the music scene looks in every city. Tell us a little bit about yours. I love the music scene in Atlanta and it was sweet like Athens is only two hours from where my family lives, where I went to school, but Athens has a great music scene, like so many different venues that are great for smaller and larger artists. So it was cool to be in a new community, but still in Georgia, that was like really promoting artists and student artists who would be performing and writing and recording all the things. But growing up near Atlanta was really sweet. Just my dad would always just drive me through Atlanta to either play at like Eddie's Attic. I started that open mic when I was 13, 14 years old, and that's where, like, John Mayer and Jennifer Nettles got their start. Started doing, like, the open mic there, and then finally just headlined for the first time for this recent EP, which felt like such a full circle. Like, had the EP release show and then graduated college and then just laid in my bed for two weeks, just pumped about life. Yeah, there's so many venues in Atlanta and I get the question a lot if I'm moving to Nashville because that's what everybody wants to know when you're an artist and you're only about four hours away 
And I think that Atlanta is such an underrated music city, and I'm not necessarily, I know that there's not only country music in Nashville, but I'm not necessarily trying to get country music, and I think that Atlanta has a lot of opportunity for different styles of music, and there's always something happening somewhere, and I feel, what I found is that everybody that makes music in Athens and Atlanta wants to know everybody else that makes music there. So it seems like a really inclusive um, community, mm-hmm. which has been exciting, yeah, and encouraging. Oh, yeah. I love to hear that, and it reminds me a lot of our music scene out here in Vegas. It's funny because, you know, you would see, you know, fo- folks see the Strip, and you have this image of what Las Vegas looks like. Right. But if you're a local, you know that that Las Vegas is kind of like a faraway country <laughs> compared to what the community really is like. And actually, the community is what you just described. Your community is like very supportive of each other and wanting to lift each other up. And it's genuine. Like everyone truly wants to see each other win in the local scene. And yeah. yeah. I think obviously it's all mindset and people would probably disagree with me, but I don't feel a lot of competition towards other Atlanta or Athens artists. I feel like they're all just pumped whenever I succeed and I'm pumped whenever they succeed and they're coming out to each other's shows and I don't know, connecting online and then being able to see them at live shows has also been so cool because I feel like that has happened a lot in Atlanta. So That's awesome. I love that. Because really, you know, uh, the more that we can collaborate, no, mo- no matter what sector you're in, the, the easier I think life really is so it can get easier (laughs) yeah so that's so wonderful well Ashlyn any any words of wisdom you can leave us with you know for folks that maybe are struggling to want to to commit to their passions they don't know how to start or you know maybe they're listening to all the the negative self-talk what's some wisdom you can share I think keep starting every single sentence that I've said so far with I think and that's just gonna have to be how this is it can be very intimidating to see other people accomplishing things that seem so big when you haven't dove in yet I feel like I have a lot of friends that look at me and think that I'm accomplishing a lot and like I've also been performing for upwards of 10 years like the comparison is really what I think gets in the way and creating baby steps for yourself I think is just one of the smartest things like you don't have to form your band or record an album or raise all of this money to record an album like the first thing that you could do is get yourself an instrument write down some songs Uh, I guess in college like you can play some musicians but whatever instrument you're playing what it is right and just you know like singing at an open mic three songs can be the biggest step to just put you in the right direction and once you start moving in a direction I think the universe starts paying attention that it's not just a thought that you've been thinking but it's something that you actually want to pursue and I'm just I'm so into all the manifesting Mm -hmm. all the manifestation things and the only way to move forward is to at least move in a direction it doesn't have to be the right direction but at least have the boat moving so that the wind can come and steer you in the right direction Mm, i love that you said that because i think (laughs) a lot of times folks might get stuck even in like the idea stage and don't really know what 
physical steps to actually take. And it's kind of like a dance, like what you just described it so well, a dance of putting your intention, making moves, and then the universe coming in to help you with opening you up to new, new opportunities, yeah. being the right person, whatever it might be. Yeah, not being afraid to at least take the first step. And not every step is going to be the right one, but at least you're moving. At least there's movement. Absolutely. And I, th- and I think you described it well, too, is that with the baby steps, it's the consistency, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you've, you've been working really hard for a long time, and that's mm-hmm. what a lot of folks don't see, right? And that, that, that applies for no matter what your, your thing is, is just keeping that consistency going for you first. Right, and not everyone needs, like, you don't see the behind the scenes for everybody that you know, and not everyone needs to see all of your behind the scenes in order to validate what you're doing. If it feels right to you and you know that you're working towards something bigger, that's the most important thing. 100%, and I think there's something very sacred about that process, about that parting of anybody's process is that time that you're taking whatever it could be bigger and if it's unseen it's it's it might be even better because it's it's your it's your time that you're cultivating definitely yeah well wonderful ashlyn this has been so lovely and i would i hope in the future that you can come out here to las vegas and play at our event um, oh my gosh i would love to (laughs) 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 which it's it's so fun because we have it mainly started our event mainly started as an open mic three years ago but even our event has grown where we incorporate meditation at it we incorporate an open mic skill and then we feature some artists too and we have vendors there it's, it's become a beautiful experience and we've seen the evolution of so many people along the way and i, I love it so much and uh, we're taking a little summer break from it but we'll come back in the fall but it would be lovely to have you come out and and play at it yeah i would absolutely love to do it it sounds just amazing i'm really excited for you well thank you so much (laughs) and uh, i'm so grateful that you you found us and that we're here chatting you know for many more conversations (laughs) yeah please Well, thanks again, Ashlyn. Oh, yeah, before we, we finish, where, first of all, where can people find you? I'm very active on Instagram, so that'll be Aspen Ananda. And then all of the show dates will be on Facebook and my website, which is all Aspen Ananda. Then I have music on Spotify and Apple Music. Wonderful. And then how do we spell uh, Ananda? Oh, yes, <laughs> A-N-O-N-D-A. So it's my, yeah, my middle name. Awesome. And then also tell us a little bit about the song we're going to play after, uh, after our interview. Yeah, so the song will be Closer. I wrote it in about 30 minutes in my bedroom right after running into an ex's mom in the grocery store. Something that I thought that I was over and wasn't. I think it was one of those, my body took over, you know, I got hot. I thought I was going to pass out, so I ran out of that grocery store, wrote the song immediately, and it's it's one of the songs that I knew when I wrote it that it wasn't reaching its full potential on acoustic guitar, and I knew that when I took it to the studio, I wanted it to feel a little bit more pop and a little bit more fun, which was a tiny bit out of my comfort zone, but something that I was excited to do. So 
Yeah, it's a fun one. Can't wait to have it playing here and get folks to hear it. So thank you again, Ashlyn, for sharing so much of you with us today. And best of luck. And I I look forward to meeting you one day in person if that'll happen. <laughs> oh, most definitely. Thank you so much for having me. Bye.